I broke everything. I'm a vampire. Kill me. Kill me. I was a little drunk. Plus, I was horny. Am I getting through to you? Over! Okay, enough, enough fucking around. Welcome, uh, welcome to a podcast that doesn't have a title yet, but it's got a powerful idea. Yeah, thought up by some guys across the the ocean. Um, uh, I am Cassidy, your host, and with me is my lovely co-host and friend Matthew Brennan. Hello, how are you doing, Matthew? I'm great. I. You know, I'm I'm glad we're gonna be taking this journey together. You know, it's gonna be very interesting. You know, working title. I do I do like the name Vampires Piss for this specific <laughs> this specific segment of the podcast. But I I agree. It's it. You know, I thought about it over the like past two days, and uh, it's really warming up to on me. So mm-hmm. I think maybe maybe Vampires Piss. Um, for for all those people tuning in who may have thought this was an episode of Game Reel, Game Reel is going to be on hiatus for a little bit. Big life changes, you know, all that stuff. I don't don't have to get into it. Um, I'm just very busy and tired. But uh, you know, I, I miss my my friends in New York City, and uh, so in order to continue to have an excuse to talk to them, we I've decided to rope Matt into watching. Same movie with me over and over again every week for fifty-two weeks. Yeah, uh, and that movie is a little film called Vampires Kiss, starring Nicolas Cage. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the great actors. Of, well, not really our generation, any generation. But he's honestly, I, I saw I saw a letterbox review from a friend of mine that said Nicolas Cage is truly one of the best actors of our time. Mm-hmm. I do I do agree with this. I think this movie really exemplifies that. I agree. I think he definitely elevates the text to another level. Like I mm-hmm. if this was anyone else, I don't think this movie would have worked. Honestly. No, absolutely not. <laughs> Some um, would argue bef- that this movie still does not work out. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I had a great time, but yeah, this movie's <laughs> this movie's whack. Yeah, um, we, have, we haven't we said get... it, but this is a this is 1988's Vampire's Kiss. Yes, yes, Vampire's Kiss. Um, before we get way too into it, I will say uh, the premise of this podcast may be familiar to some because uh, there is another podcast that came up with it. These two geniuses in New Zealand, uh, Tim Tim Bat and Guy Montgomery, they had this idea like in i think it was like 2013 or something to do exactly this but with grown-ups too and that that they made a podcast called the worst idea of all time uh and they don't discourage people from doing exactly what we're doing but they don't encourage it because it's a bad idea to do but they they gave they give their blessing for anyone to you know uh do exactly this and that's what we're doing yeah, and uh, you know maybe I don't know. We'll sh- once we get into like the 30s, we'll shoot them an email and be like, "Hey, look what we're doing." Yeah. Um. But yeah, 
that's uh that's sort of the premise of this this podcast and uh let's get into this fucking movie matt all right what are you what are your initial thoughts well i think how did you how did you like to watch i i enjoyed it quite a bit i think nicholas cage gives a fantastic performance i think Mm -hmm. he like he does like almost this like kind of south park cartman-esque voice where he like Kind of talks like this the whole time, you know. Or, Dude, his accent's inscrutable. It's very strange. He later in the movie he says he is from Philadelphia, but he's been living in New York for ten years. I don't know what part of New York <laughs> he would have picked up that accent. Maybe it's or Philadelphia. Thing. Yeah, I don't know. Actually, I mean... you know, now that you said that, I I missed that line. But now that you said that, it's reminding me of uh, a different podcast. Branson Reese plays this character on this podcast called uh, Liberty Balboa. Mm. Uh, who it, it's the podcast is Oh These Those Stars of Space, and he he's like an alien giant cockroach named Liberty Balboa who's from Philadelphia and fucking <laughs> loves Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And now that you said that, he talks exactly like Nick Cage in That's, this movie. Wow. He sounds his accent is just like his. It's i i never noticed i well i guess there's just there's maybe there's just some suburb in philly that just like everyone just talks like that i'd love to visit you know <laughs> uh it his his voice reminds me a lot of you are you familiar with the snl bit the californians uh fred armisen is i don't it? think i am it's it's very goofy they all like are in like blonde wigs and like there's this mm. one part where like fred armisen is just like stewart what are you doing here and he does that a lot <laughs> and it's just very they just sound like so stupid and it sounds very so not exactly there's a specific no. californian tone to it and this obviously is native to philly but but i agree he he at times sounded to me like he was trying to put on like a surfer bro accent but also have a british accent at the same time yeah there was, was like a Brit- yeah what are you doing <laughs> who is this guy he's, he's pulling from a lot of stuff here Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's just um, like the worst boss ever. Just like a terrible human being. Yeah. I think uh, it's a he's yeah. He's a real piece of shit. Um I what, what, what were you going to say? Oh, just like I don't know, man. Like I'm just kind of overwhelmed by this. It's just this Yeah. I just want to pick apart like every single line he does cuz he's re- he's really it's... like given it is all i was thinking about this while i was uh while i was like watching the movie i was like oh man i i I should keep my eye out for like a a line that i can use to like put in as like the opener for this podcast because i'm gonna like look for royalty free music and then have his like a line from the movie yeah like you know edited into it or something right fucking impossible task i don't know what line i would choose there's so many good ones there's, there's so many insane ones, ones. yeah he, it's and it's not even that the lines themselves are like it particularly crazily written it's just the delivery of some of them is just so out there yeah it's amazing it's great it's also like weirdly like like the cinematography is good like it doesn't look like a bad movie the music no, it, is very good like it has <laughs> the atmosphere is well done it's just it's weird it's, though it's so stupid i see why people didn't like this movie because yeah looking at the like cover of it it looks like it's gonna be like some kind of 80s sex comedy you yeah. know but then you like get into it and it's this weird ass movie with this like 
insane dude and then there's like horror movie orchestral music playing yeah. and you're just like where am i <laughs> it i i appreciate the vibe though it goes for like it's great it's... okay so the the big thing in vampire's kiss is that you know strangely enough there actually are no actual vampires in it yeah it's just all in his head and it's kind of ambiguous like towards the beginning but once you hit like mm. maybe a little bit after the halfway point you like learn like yeah like mm-hmm. this is just fully like delusional i guess he so there's a scene in the yeah. beginning where he's he's brought a girl home i think her name is jackie and yep. they're they're getting intimate and then all of a sudden a fucking bat just comes into his house or his apartment rather. which i thought I thought that was going to like end up with like a like the big reveal at the end of the movie being that he got rabies, mm. um, but that was never really touched on. No. So I guess maybe maybe he just went crazy. I mean, I mean, he might have rabies. I he, he's, he does he does drink water and put water on his face. So he's like very not. clearly a disturbed person. Like he mm-hmm. has, I think he says he has depression, probably some other stuff. He's go he goes to a psychiatrist periodically throughout mm-hmm. the movie but he's just like yeah. he was just like yeah i just got <laughs> he's just like yeah i just was like really turned on when i was fighting off that bat and then after that <laughs> he goes on for like another trek and he meets this woman and uh, we see her again later in the movie we see her periodically but we learn that it's like a fictionalized version in his head where she's a vampire yeah we see in the end that I- like he he approached her that one time and i, I guess it was she, like yeah yeah I, I i didn't really understand who she was to him i guess she was like a a girl that like stood him up or or like didn't care for him yeah 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 because like i think you could see in the beginning like she's not like super into him but then like she follows him back and mm-hmm. drinks his blood and all that he she yeah. appears in his delusions like throughout the movie he's just yeah. like uh, yeah dude i'm becoming a vampire <laughs> the, so, the scene where he like really reckons with the fact that he's become a vampire and he's like d- runs home from work and he's just like i'm a vampire i'm a vampire just running down the street i'm just like wow he really knows how to play like a maniac in new york you yeah, know totally. like I feel like I've seen people like this. Maybe oh, yeah. not covered in blood and yelling about being a vampire, but definitely people like this. And it's just like, it feels so realistic because everyone around him is just not not paying him any mind. They're right. like eyes forward, yeah, charging straight ahead. I mean, you you, um, you really got it. You can't like you can't you can't decide. interact. You can't yeah. not with someone who's saying they're a vampire. Especially not yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting. When I was when I started watching this movie, the first note I wrote was such a strange experience watching a movie for the first time that I know I'll watch 51 more times. Yeah. It was very at first very strange, but then like after a certain point I was like, "You know what? This is great. I love this movie. I'm going to I'm not even going to begin to examine the weight of the you know uh, responsibility we have put on ourselves the, the sheer vastness of this task not even going to analyze it i happily look at these 51 more watches and think this is going to be good i i think it most certainly is a movie <laughs> that has a lot to offer you there's 
mm-hmm. a lot of stuff going on in the background like I notably know. at one point when he comes back to his apartment there's just like these two mimes yeah and it's they're like doing like domestic abuse theater they're just slapping each <laughs> other basically like yeah one of them slaps the other and then that one spits on the other one and then they like dance around each other it's insane it's, it's not even mentioned or commented on he doesn't even look at them no also there's so like in the beginning when he brings his his lady friend jackie home like she gets scared mm-hmm. off by like the bad and she like runs out naked yeah. in the hallway and there's just like this kid like on the flight above it just like what like who watched them come in and is like staring at her and his like mom brings her out and i thought it was gonna be like a thing for later like oh that yeah. kid's gonna like call the cops on him or like there's gonna be some callback no that kid's just there for like no reason he never comes back I really thought at the end when um, Alva's brother is coming into his apartment that the kid was going to see it again and it yeah. would shoot up to the kid, but yeah. that didn't happen. No. Um, yeah. I think that kid was honestly just like like a little a little like red herring into thinking like, oh, this is a sex comedy. Look, a kid seeing sex, isn't that funny? Mm-hmm. You know, because I feel like all 80s movies have like all 80s sex comedies have that where like a little kid sees people having sex and like freaks out yeah like in i mean this isn't a sex comedy but one of the like friday the 13th movies has that kind of right um also so i don't know if we've mentioned american psycho yet no we have so like this movie is basically american psycho (laughs) patrick bateman was just like a total fucking moron if he was a loser idiot dweeb dude you know you know the fucked up part what this movie predates american psycho by almost a decade yeah i'm well i know actually the... that's not true it's like three years but still yeah no american psycho it predates the in... book oh the book yeah that's crazy there there must have been i guess i mean these like smarmy manhattan types i guess they're just like killing hella people probably and we just don't know about it I guess so. Yeah, because I was like watching this movie and I was like, oh, this is a lot like American Psycho. When did the movie come out? Oh, yeah, 2000. When did the book come out? It must have come out before this. Yeah. No, man, the book came out in 1991. This movie came out a good three years before that book was released. It most certainly is an influence. I like to think that Brett Easton Ellis saw Vampire's Kiss and thought, I can do this, but better. Nicholas Cage flailed around so Christian Bale could run, you know. It's... <laughs> Nicholas Cage stalked around the streets like Nosferatu so that, <laughs> so that Patrick Bateman could run naked with a chainsaw. That's great. Also, I do love that he was watching Nosferatu. I think that's, you know, yeah. you know mm-hmm. the goaded vampire movie. I don't think I've seen it yet, funnily it's, enough. It's great it's i've seen i've seen the Werner herzog one yeah i haven't seen that good. one yet i was a, it's I, pretty good yeah it's a little boring oh that's sad i i was on like so i'm like a i don't know if our listeners know this but i'm like a pretty big vampire nerd and i was like going through like as many vampire movies as i can this one definitely ranks among the higher echelon in terms of <laughs> the really stupid terrible ones Mm-hmm. but i was i got to the Werner herzog one i was like i need to finish dracula because i have it on i just have the book and i just never finished it oh, so yeah. i haven't continued side note there's like the part of dracula is really boring the original dracula 
The oh, I can imagine. Yeah, the atmosphere in the beginning is really good, but there's like a long stretch of time where there's like no Dracula at all, and it's a very different. But that well, this isn't about Dracula. This is about <laughs> Peter about Lowell. Peter Lowell. 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 Low. Low. I don't know. Something I, like that. One of those. Peter. Yeah. The. This guy is he's inscrutable i oh okay also props to nick cage he really like commits to this performance like so much he's very physical very physical did you notice when he ate that cockroach yeah he fucking ate it too like that was a live cockroach that he picked up and ate yeah i mean protein you know respect dude that must have been disgusting cockroaches smell bad I'm sure. I can't imagine they taste better. Um, yeah. Um, I'm just, I'm just see. wondering, like, how is this even made? Like, how do you even pitch this movie? Because, like, I, I feel like at first glance, like, although it is a comedy, I feel like it mm-hmm. plays itself like very serious in the atmosphere and the cinematography yeah. and stuff. Like, obviously, in like his performance, it's particularly like funny, but. It never gets like cokey, like wink, wink. Like it's just like yeah, just yeah. go straight into it, you know. I think it was pitched like that, though. I feel I have like I can I can like see, uh, in my mind's eye, I can see like a the person who wrote this script pitching it like it was a uh like like you said like a a weird sex comedy where a guy thinks he's a vampire. But then fucking uh, Robert Bierman, fucking mad lad, goes out here and makes it weird, takes it so seriously. Yeah. Um, but then he casts Nick Cage, who puts his whole, whole body and soul into this. Yeah, his whole Nick Cussie into it. <laughs> um, yeah, let's see uh did you have a favorite moment of the film uh i mean you you do have to go with the you know the classic alphabet scene Mm -hmm. yep you know where he's just and you know i work at an office and like i am like constantly alphabetizing stuff so like i kind of felt him a little bit yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah i never filed something wrong in my life not once (laughs) and he's like asking like his psychiatrist just like how could someone miss who misfiled it and she's Dude, like okay i can't tell you yeah. who misfiled it and word for word he says ha huh. and you call yourself a psychiatrist <laughs> <laughs> he's such a stinker okay. he's like such i he's just a total lunatic it's crazy dude yeah i so i have seen that scene before just because it's been like clipped and like played in like you know whatever yeah. I, i've seen it before that's the most famous scene in the movie right i forgot that he was talking to a psychiatrist i literally thought he was talking to someone in his office yeah and so when it came back to the psychiatrist's office i was like no way wait really he's saying this to his psychiatrist that's crazy i mean you know it really underlined how much of a mental breakdown this guy's having yeah and he's just like he's just torturing his secretary for no fucking this reason. poor woman i was so sad when i found out that the gun that uh she had had blanks in it yeah it's which i 
it does serve to for the, the purpose of yeah. making Nick Cage think he's a vampire when he tries to shoot himself and yeah. he can't. Um, I okay, but even if you're fire, so like blanks don't shoot anything really. Like, is it? No, abs. They don't have anything in them. No, but but even, I do think you're you're right in saying this. I don't think he he would have been unscathed if he shot himself in the mouth with a blank. Yeah. So okay. So in the movie. Um, Nicholas Cage's secretary Alva is like you know because she's being constantly harassed by him she has a gun on him but she can only get blanks because her her brother mm-hmm. just like won't give her I don't think he has any and so Nicholas yeah. Cage like during like his like whole vampire delirium he like starts chasing he chases her constantly around the office but yeah. this particular night he's just like he's like egging her on to shoot him in the chest to like end yep. his like vampire depression or whatever and so she can't do it, and he grabs the gun, and he aims it in his mouth and pulls it with the blanks in, but it just sparks, and it does not affect yeah. him at all. Though I, I mean, so then he thinks... Oh, yeah, yeah, so he thinks he's an immortal vampire. And I don't know a lot about guns, but I feel that if you were to shoot blanks, like, directly into your mouth... That would be bad. Something would come out. Like, you surely, like, you would, like... I think it... I might be wrong. Isn't that how Brandon Lee died in the filming of The Crow? I think so. Like I thought I thought like the gun safety like coordinators like were either non-existent or very bad and he got shot in the stomach with like a a blank from a shotgun and it like Yeah, and it was a, like, it, like too near, close range. It, like or killed something. him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, children I, I could be wrong. If there are any kids listening to us, you know, like, don't shoot blanks directly in your mouth like Nicolas Cage. Like, yeah, you were a man, <laughs> not a vampire. But either way, you know, mm-hmm. don't do um, that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, there was something. Oh, OK. Um, yes. So that that the alphabet scene. Very good. That's a great, um, it's a great favorite moment to have. Uh, that was going to be my favorite moment, but I figured that we would have the same one from this watch. Yeah. Uh, so I thought of another one. This is a, uh, this is the one where right before it's like kind of before that like whole chase scene after mm-hmm. he goes goes to Alva's house. Yeah. To like lure her back to work. Right. Uh, and there's this like so. She calls in sick from work because she doesn't want to go because he's horrible and being horrible to her. Um, so, you know, she's home. She's doing her laundry. And then he, like, knocks on her window and, like, pretends to be nice and pretends that he's like, oh, we're doing a truce. It's okay. It's all behind us. And, like, he he's like, oh, and I want your health, you, you know, your health to be better. And he's holding this, like, packet of something in his hand. Yeah. And... And he, like, says this whole thing, and my favorite moment is when he, like, shakes the packet, and he's like, plus, look, soup! <laughs> <laughs> he says it exactly like that, and then she, like, puts a shirt on and goes and, like, opens the door for him. Yeah. Yeah, and her family was, is, yeah. like, well, mostly her mom is, like, so terrible. She's just, like, yeah. ah, fucking, everyone hates their boss. It's not a big deal or whatever, and she's... Mm-hmm. You feel so bad for her. She, yeah, she she really gets like the short end of the stick throughout this whole movie. Um, 
I mean, props on her brother for sticking up for her, though. At least yeah. uh, props to him for at least noticing that something is very wrong. Yeah, even if it was like maybe a little too late. It it most certainly was. He. <laughs> I feel like they fully didn't have a plan for that. He just like comes in with like a crowbar. He doesn't like. <laughs> yeah i mean listen i if i saw that guy walking into his building the way he did i don't know if i would have a plan either i guess i guess not he came he came into his building with like blood all over his face and he had like a piece of wood and he was yelling at nobody yeah I'm, i'm like damn i'm frankly good for him for still going in there it's the scene like just the entirety of Nicolas Cage, like with blood. So he he go towards the end of the movie. He goes into a club and he bites the neck and murders a woman. Which mm-hmm. you know, because like all of this is real and like he's a regular. It's like so much scarier it's, than like if it was, was a vampire. Because he's it's so visceral too. Yeah. Because like the bite wound is gross it's like messy and that's true like that's how it would be if a real person bit you on your neck and like tore your flesh like it would be messy and bad it wouldn't be like clean and you know two holes like a vampire like no he like bites this woman and yeah, like you see like regular of human blood. bite marks on her neck yeah and then he starts like retching yeah because i'm he's sh- not a vampire. I'm sure it's not yeah i'm sure it's extremely unhealthy for a human to drink that as much blood as he probably did yeah he also ate a pigeon like in a park like he plucked it and just ate mm-hmm. it whole i guess again like also props to nick cage for catching that pigeon i can't believe he did that <laughs> i was like holy shit are these trained pigeons they must be i you know i'd like to think that you know he just does this on the reg you know capture i don't think he kills <laughs> pigeons in real life but he has the power no. to catch them I mean, he has some kind of Nick Nicholas Cage himself has some kind of connection with animals, didn't he? Like, didn't he used to own two albino cobras, and they like would try to kill him all the time? I have never heard that before. But that sounds <laughs> like something he would do. I feel like th- this. I feel like this is true. I want to believe it's true. It might not be. I choose to believe it's true, but the whole mm. sequence where he's just like like in a daze in the street just like yelling nonsense at people and i wrote one down because it was particularly funny where he was just like going towards the church and he was just like he's carrying this like stake that he just pulled Mm -hmm. a plank off and he's asking random people and like holding it to his chest and he's like please kill me i'm a vampire yeah (laughs) and i think i think it's when like he was trying to go to a church or whatever and he was telling people and he was just like my girlfriend broke up with me I'm a vampire. Kill me, kill me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm glad you I'm glad you wrote that down cuz I didn't know if I heard that right. <laughs> cuz then he starts saying some nonsense at these people who I don't think speak English. Yeah. And I, it was just like I got so confused. But that's oh my god, that's so funny. This <laughs> This yeah, this whole movie is just so absurd. Uh, you know back to that vampire nightclub thing i think that that is this is my favorite vampire nightclub scene ever mm. there are a lot of vampire nightclub scenes in like it's true uh in movies i feel yeah you know the famous one is blade um right. i'm sure there are others that i can not think of right now i'm gonna think of off the top of my head 
I can't think of anyone right now. I'm sure we'll bring. Yeah, it up it's just Blade right now. That's all I can think of because this is because of the blood showers. It's iconic. Yeah. But this one, I think, is really great because in vampire nightclub scenes, I feel like it's always like cool vampires walking into the nightclub, and like yeah. you can identify the the other vampires in the club because they're also so cool. Right. But it's like this is just a club full of normal people who are like dressed to go clubbing. And then Nick Cage walks in, stumbling in like a maniac, disheveled. His hair is like a mess. And he's got these plastic vampire teeth in his, in his mouth. And he's not walking like a cool, seductive like vampire. Yeah. He's like walking like Nosferatu. <laughs> it's great. It's so funny. He goes into like some random occult shop and like he sees like these really yep. nice like fangs, but they're twenty it's like bucks. fiberglass. Yeah. yeah, and he only has three bucks on him. So like the guy's like, "Oh, do you want the cheapo uh, plastic ones? They're like three fifty. And he was like, "Yeah, we'll take the fucking three fifty cheapo <laughs> ones." Yeah. Also, a great moment is when uh, right before he bites that girl, um, he like tries to i it, you can tell he's trying to use his vampire powers of seduction on her yeah and he like kind of thinks it's working because she's like laughing and like being like what mm-hmm. <laughs> what is what's up with this guy but it's purely because of how weird he's being and then as soon as he tries to like touch her at all she like slaps him yeah so it's like very clear that it, he doesn't have vampire seduction powers no and then he just goes straight to biting her which you know then rest in peace it's amazing that he pulls like anyone like in this movie at all like he's like i know a total like smarmy weirdo the whole time i really thought i really thought like i mean here's the thing those people might not be real right you know i like maybe maybe they are maybe they're not but i also thought that like he was going to continue to be this like charming sort of uh patrick bateman type but it turns out he's like you know nothing like well i mean he's only like patrick bateman in theory but in reality he's like patrick bateman that doesn't get bitches you know yeah (laughs) he's like no no maidens patrick bateman exactly (laughs) um but yeah it's uh he's so he's he's so like just there's so much to say about him um Let's yeah see. i'm not we're like fully like not giving like enough props to this performance like you really need no. to see it for yourself it's a performance for the ages i feel i think he might have even said in one of like an interview that this was his favorite movie to make mm-hmm. I could just because i think he he went got into it so much i mean he's having a lot of fun i was watching i don't know if it was like a gq video or whatever where he was talking about his process and like mm-hmm. I love that he was talking. He talked a lot about like being really influenced by German expressionism, and I feel like that really like illuminates like the way he acts in all his movies. And it's just a fantastic layered reference for him because it just adds so much hilarity and like yeah over the top camp drama to everything that he does. I think you know you saying that that actually makes so much sense, and I think that might be why like back in the day like in the early 2000s like the whole joke was that nick cage overacts all the time yeah which i don't think is true i think you're absolutely right though i think he's emulating german expressionism because like all the faces he makes in this movie are so just 
crazy. Like in the nightclub scene, that's another thing that makes him like stick out so much like a weirdo in the nightclub scene is he's got these plastic fangs in his mouth, but also his eyebrows are like all the way up and he's like, his eyes are wide open and he looks around like he looks scared. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, it's totally like the kind of face someone would make in like, you know, Nosferatu or like the doctor of ca- the, the, wait, cabinet, no, the cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, yeah, and, and you know, those guys, they had all the makeup and shit. Nick Cage, he's mm-hmm. just raw dog in it, you know? Yeah. He's doing this fresh. It's honestly impressive. I Should've mean, yeah, his, his, you know, just facially, his performance in that one scene that like people clip that like you don't say like old school meme like yeah, it totally makes yeah. sense why they would use that because it's just it's so recognizable and his, his fucking eyes are popping out it's great his eyes look so big in this movie i've never seen a a, a nick cage movie where his eyes have looked bigger it's it's wonderful he's yeah a performance for the ages for sure yeah he's a a real legend um Let's see. What other notes did I have? Uh, Oh, (laughs) Uh, nothing, nothing uh, of particular importance. But I also noticed he's got a tattoo on his left shoulder in one of these. Really? Yeah. I think that's why he's like not shirtless a lot in a lot of the sex scenes Mm. where he's like being like, like, like there's, I think, one normal sex scene, you know, where he but that one's interrupted by a bat right but then all the rest of the scenes are like this vampire woman coming to him and like feeding on him yeah and he's always just like in a white tee and like his undies and he never gets like you never see his yeah. butt which is you know unfair you know, to the female actresses yeah it's a tragedy uh but like he's only shirtless a few times in this movie first time i noticed it was when he like nicks himself shaving right and then that's where he like puts the bandage on his neck the whole time yeah. and like you know that's what he says happened but then sometimes he takes it off and sees like vampire wounds right um but like i noticed on his left shoulder there's like a big shoulder blade size tattoo and i wonder if that's why he wasn't like allowed to take his shirt off maybe because like it would have really shattered the image of him being like a new york yuppie like financial type right um and uh yeah that that was just something i noticed and i'm like huh i wonder i wonder what that tattoo is of i wonder if that's a real tattoo nick cage has i wouldn't put it past him honestly i'm sure he does have tattoos right yeah i mean he's a he's a dork you know he dorks yeah. like tattoos <laughs> it's yeah truly yeah uh point in case i'm got all kinds of media tattoos on me i've none yet but i plan on having a lot before i die hell yeah dude you're gonna get vampire bites on your neck you know is that, I thought, is that lame is uh, that a lame tattoo to get you know regardless of it is i feel like you gotta respect the boldness i feel like with a lot of mm-hmm. tattoos like it's a it's a little sussy but the fact that you like yeah. are willing to do that i gotta respect it this would that be something you would do um Maybe like little like tiny red dots. Mm-hmm. I think like like tastefully. I like definitely plan on getting a lot of vampire tattoos, but Yeah. Have you ever seen that really funny one? It's like someone's like vampire tats and it's like Edward was here or something like that. 
no, I haven't, but that sounds great. It's pretty great. Also, I saw Twilight for the first time last week, and mm-hmm. I gotta say, very similar appeals and hilarity. I think Twilight might be a little bit better, if I'm being perfectly honest. Oh, for sure. I I think Robert Pattinson's performance is not as big mm-hmm. in the in that movie, but it's very good. I think, you know, in in Vampire's Kiss, you know, it's mostly Nicolas Cage who, like, does not act like a normal human being. But in Twilight, yeah. literally every single person, like, ev- in the first movie specifically, every mm-hmm. single interaction between a person feels like it was written by an alien. It's hilarious. Yeah. Like, every single line, like, had me dying. They They really spread the weirdness around in that one. Yeah, yeah. Which maybe it's because they're being faithful to the books. I remember the book. I remember like when I watched this movie when I was in, uh, like, uh, like early, like late middle school, early high school. I watched this movie after like reading the books, and yeah. I remember thinking, "Oh, th- these lines are from the book, right? Hell yeah!" And they're so funny. Well, I, yeah, I didn't appreciate them back then, but I do now. Yeah. I, I only bring this up because, you know, that that tat, that famous tattoo uh, picture of mm-hmm. someone saying Edward was here, it has, like, the two bite marks, but in Twilight, they don't have the classic they vampire fangs. fangs. Yeah. They just have normal teeth, which is always, like, a negative for me in vampire movies. I do dock points for that. Yeah, I would really... I would really hope that it, your vampire bite that turns you into vampire doesn't leave a scar forever, because that would be a lame scar to have. It just looks like you've been bitten by a human being. Which yeah, is it's like... like who care no nicholas cage on the other hand you know he had those plastic ones and i appreciate that <laughs> he was yeah trying. He, he he gets points for effort yeah like but... he by any means necessary he was like i i gotta rep it and he did mm-hmm. and he repped the weirdest vampires in the game too he didn't he didn't go for like dracula like like christopher lee's dracula existed you know yeah and like in his time he's he definitely seen it but totally. no instead he decided to go for the weirdest one the crazy looking count whatever his name orloff. is his name nosferatu orloff count count orloff yeah count orloff yeah he's like going for that look instead of like a uh, charming dracula dressed in finery and a big cape and like carries himself like a like a deadly predator no he's like a shrinking ghoul yeah. that creeps through the night. It's Weird guy nuts. who lives in a castle, has no friends. He doesn't even have a castle either. I mean, <laughs> like, Nick Cage, like, Nick Cage's apartment in this is very nice, don't get me wrong. It is. But it is still, in comparison to, you know, what other movies are like this, it, even in comparison to other vampires, nothing, nothing great. It's like, pretty pretty small it's like i think it's a converted brownstone no it is a brownstone yeah yeah it's it's not even like a penthouse like patrick bateman has like a real vampire would have yeah well he's just like a literary agent you know not quite as Mm -hmm. upper crusty as whatever bateman was doing was he on like wall street or whatever i think right i think he was on wall street yeah yeah i think nicholas cage fucks up his brownstone though throughout this movie i know he's constantly like coming back home and just throwing everything and just breaking all the mirrors and stuff i think a great so i think a big thing in vampire movies that's very important is like creating like your own iconography from like the classics Mm -hmm. 
And yeah. I really like that because he is a lame, like, wannabe vampire who is just a deranged man. His coffin uh, is literally just his couch that he flipped over. <laughs> and he has, like, his books, like, stacked so it doesn't yeah. crush him completely. And he just, like, has his pillows laid down. I think that's the best part about him is he's not rich. Like, yeah. at first I was like, I saw how he dressed. I saw how he acted. I saw his apartment. And I saw how he treated his workers. So I was like, oh, this guy's definitely rich and ha- makes a lot of money. But actually, he's not. He, I think, is not rich at all. I feel like he's if doing he was all right. Rich, I don't know. I mean, he's doing all right. But, like, he, he can't even afford plexiglass teeth. He instead buys the plastic ones. And it's like, he there is a credit card in there. It was in his wallet. You saw it. Like, That's he true. could have... He could have bought these teeth, but he didn't, which makes me think he doesn't have a lot of money because he keeps spending money on cabs and shit. Right. And it's like, if he was rich, I feel like he would have bought an actual coffin, but he didn't. I, you know, I feel like that place to me, like, seemed like a a pretty, like, cash only type place. Maybe. Yeah. And I think, I think it's just that it's the immediacy of it. Like, he's like, I need to be a vampire now. Like, I, like, I'm not going to go to an ATM. I need it now. I have to. True. Yeah. Who knows how many ATMs are around, uh, in, in New York City in the 80s? Yeah, dude. I certainly don't. He didn't give a shit, man. He was like, I, listen, it's like, it's happening. And I respect Mm. that. I really liked that occult store too. I thought it was cool. Oh, yeah, the guy running really it nice. was cool. Yeah, I like the guy's pentagram T-shirt. <laughs> it was. I was. I clocked that immediately. I was like, "This guy's wearing business gamer fashion," but it's like, <laughs> it's like occult though, because he's got a pentagram on his shirt, not like you know the like a Mario shirt or anything. It was like, yeah, yeah. It looked like a fun store, but he had a blazer on over it too, which was like hell yeah. That's what makes it business gamer fashion. Exactly. It's very Keanu at E three yeah yeah exactly um all right yeah we're almost out of time so do you got any uh final parting thoughts for our first watch of vampire's kiss i don't know i mean i'm still processing everything you know after like Mm -hmm. i I haven't even really thought of like the themes of the movie if there even are any it might just be like a vibes movie if i'm being perfectly honest I think the themes are the same as American Psycho, but yeah. they get lost because of all of the, just all of it. Yeah, there's a very like on the nose scene of like the you know like the white upper crusty yuppies being like, after like mm-hmm. Nick Cage's harassed his secretary. They're just like, yeah, she asked for a raise. Who Can cares you believe about it? She that? Asked... Yuck, yuck, yuck. Yeah, like they're all laughing about him chasing her into the bathroom and scaring the shit out of her, and it, like yeah, that, that very much felt like oh. That was when I realized, like, oh, this is, like, American Psycho. Yeah. Because at first, I was just like, oh, he's just a shitty boss. And then that happened, and I was like, wow, is he going to face some consequences? And then it was like, oh, no, it's American Psycho. Got it. I feel like he's so, like, singular in his craziness, though, that it, like, it doesn't feel connected to any, like, overarching, like, commentary. It's just, like, this is just, Mm -hmm. this guy's just nuts. Yeah. 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 or he has rabies i really think he's got rabies i'll have to i'll i mean on the second watch i guess we'll like we'll have yeah. to see i was really keyed into the rabies of it all because i know like if you have a bat in your house you 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 probably should get like rabies shots just to be safe mm-hmm. because bats teeth are so small that like 
if they bite you, you won't notice. Right. But they can still bite you and give you rabies. So it's like, I really thought, because he gets up and he gets in that bat's business. He like gets close to the thing. He does. So yeah. I was just like, oh, he's definitely going to have rabies. But I, so I was like kind of keyed into that. But then there's like scenes of him splashing water on his face. So like, I don't know. Because mm-hmm. I think, I think people who have rabies are like afraid of water. Really? I, yeah, I think I think like one of the names alternate names for rabies is hydrophobia. Mm. Or at least that's what they called it in Old Yeller. I said, well, famously, you know, a very scientific movie. Yeah, well, that's ain't that the truth? Um, well, this has been great. Uh, I've enjoyed talking to you, and uh, I hope whoever's listening has enjoyed our our thoughts on. The seminal masterpiece, Vampire's Kiss. Uh, I'll see you again, maybe same time next week. Um, And yeah, uh, yeah. thanks for listening, everyone. I've been Cassidy. I've been Matt. And uh, have a a wonderful, wonderful day. Dream of me, my angel.